0: Hello and welcome to part of a series that we did during the SCAA this year in Seattle. And myself and Colin grabbed some of our friends, some of the people we know on the show floor and kind of just took a few moments of their time to share with you. This uh, this time we're joined by Julie, Julie Housh. Uh, Julie is, uh, anybody who's been to a barista competition knows Julie, uh, up until recently she was an integral part of WCE World Coffee events. Uh, and now Julie is a super important part of Intelligentsia, based uh, in Los Angeles, uh, in the United States of America. Julie is a font of knowledge. Uh, She's also now past chair, but at the time was current chair of the Barista Guild of America. And Julie talks about BGA, talks about BGE, and talks about everything coffee. She's amazing, so I hope you enjoy this. Okay, so joining me now is the wonderful Julie Housh.
1: Hello. Is correct pronunciation? That's correct. Because I
0: always thought it was Hoosh. No. And then Pete Williams gave out to me and said it's Housh. He's He described it as uh, Sean Connery's saying house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I think that's how he figured it out too. So yeah. was like, that's not right. He's like Housh.
0: So we've been walking around the floor here the, at the SAA and then obviously up at the Dumb itself. And the one thing that's missing from the show floor is Julie Housh running around with a clipboard organizing things. So, you're notable by your absence at the WBC stage this year, so what are you doing these days and, uh, and where is your, where's your, uh, I don't say your allegiance. now, <laughs> what is your day-to-day stuff?
1: I'm still a to the WBC. Um, well, now I'm working for Intelligence you now down in Los Angeles doing wholesale education. Also helping out with competitions there, so we haven't quite left that field.
0: You never really do leave the competition, in it, Once you're involved in it, you always get sucked in and then shape.
1: Always. I just yeah. walked into the hall and I wanted to start dumping like buckets of waste, uh, <laughs> making coffee. Uh, and then I'm also doing the uh, Barista Guild of America, so I'm a chair, but I will soon be past chair in two days. Okay,
0: yeah. That's distinct from the Euro Guild. You know what the Euro Guild is. Distinct.
1: We're helping them out, though. So, I
0: think... so, talk. we had Dale Harris talking to us as well on one of the podcasts. So, talk to us about the how uh, the Versailles of the US and the Euro Guild, uh, work together and, uh, and how you see that going forward.
1: So far, I feel like we kind of, the, the BGA serves as like a big brother role for the BGs as the BGs trying to figure out. You know, what the constituency is, constituency is getting people excited for. It. So, the BGA is like, here's all the things that we did wrong at the beginning, and here's what we're doing right, and sort of trying to help them out in that way as well, too. So, hopefully, it'll be a good exchange. We're always excited about to see what the BGE is doing. They just launched their new content April 1st with all their stuff on their website. So, we're like, I you know our, our baristas in America want to hear that, too. We're both doing camps that I think we all want to go to as well. so, kind of advisory, trying to work together.
0: So what was like? greatest Camp is something that I've never actually gotten around uh, to go, uh, going down to. But it's uh, how does it work? Like, how many people come up, and where do you get these people from, and like people? We I would love, love to have. To you We
1: have four every year now, so we've, we've blossomed wow. from one camp a year to now we do at least four across the United States. So there's always going to be one wherever you are, with all your travels. Um, but. Each camp is about 200 um, baristas. It's incredible. Yeah, and so we roll through them. Um, we're doing level one certificate education, so you can basically more or less get your level one certificate by attending camp. Um, we do a lot of level two classes, and there's always something plus. So we've been doing a lot of gold cup brewing. we'll do sensory skills classes. Then mixed in will be um, lectures. Like our next camp, Scott Rouse coming in to talk to us. Yeah, we've had um, Jeff Watts come in to talk to us. and So it's always a lot of fun. And Go to the one in California, there's a lazy river, but it's kinda neat to just be exposed to so many people who are beginning their barista careers. You have people who, you know, have been in coffee for a long time as well too. So, it's
0: so is it important for the process of the of the barista camps to have people not just come through once but to roll back through it and to help people that are coming through the industry as well? Is it?
1: I mean, it's interesting to see. You, it's definitely a lot of 1st timers. people who are like, okay, I, I'm going to get these barista skills under my belt or I'm opening a cafe. Um, but as you kind of get your level one certificate and roll through, you come back as a um, as an instructor usually. And so it's kind of neat to see that it's not just a one-time deal, but it is one of those things where you get, you get sucked in a bit, where you're like, I'm going to teach now. I'm going to station instruct. And um, I think that's kind of the true progression of barista anyway. You start out trying to learn more, and then you become like a trainer or
0: and you see here, like at WBC we as well. There's a lot of people that that are volunteering backstage um, and helping out uh, with different aspects of the competition. And, and like that's, a, it is a great way to learn more about coffee and to meet more people. Like, and it's something that you've uh, been actively involved in, getting people involved in competitions. Yes,
1: exactly. I always want to draw people in, and I think that's like we were talking about this earlier. But I think that's one of the areas that people don't pay attention to. Like everyone wants to be on stage, and that takes a lot of hard work and dedication. I've been as well. on stage. Yeah, I It's coming. Really? Yeah, yeah.
0: When? I'm a pretty big deal. In Ages theory. ago?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, but then it's, it's really the people who put things on who are making sure that the competitions actually happen, um, who are teaching the other baristas who will be tomorrow's World Barista Champions and stuff too. So yeah. it's like to be promoting
0: this. Yeah. Um, like, th- I think a lot of people listening will have listened to the conversation that we had with Nick Chow before. Um, and he speaks a lot about women in coffee and when, when I talk with strong female leaders in coffee I think of you, I think of Jen Rugelow I think of, you know, uh, Ruki uh, I think of like all of these people like, and How do you see that, like obviously the competitions uh, we're not really seeing women come through the competitions um, and do you think that needs to change for women to be viewed in a positive light in the coffee industry or do you think that's just the way things are and there's other places for women to shine
1: I would definitely, I mean, obviously I sort of agree with Nick where I'd love to see more female competitors, more people on the stage as well, but I also would just love more light shown on the people like you just mentioned, on Jen, on Rookie, people who are organizing who are behind the scenes. And I know it's a stereotypical role of women, it's like, you know, we're the nurturers, we're the supporters and stuff too, but I think there's a lot to be said for that, and I think when people don't realize that how many people it takes to put on the, the World Barista Championship, how many people it takes on to put on even the SCA event we're at. And if you actually look at the people who are doing it, they're predominantly women. It's yeah. kind of wild. And so, you know. I
0: think that's reflected in cafes around the world. Like, I think a lot of the leaders that we've had even at 3LV over the years, you actually build people at Gen as well. Yeah. But then, like, our, our head chef is, is a woman. Uh, one of our techs is a woman. Like, head baristas managers, manages all sorts of places and you see that reflected in coffee shops all around the world that the guys I think I think it's probably fair to say the guys get a lot of the credit in the, the stratosphere of Twitter and Facebook and when, in nuts and bolts it's at least even if not weighted in, in, in favour of the women in, in terms of what's, what's happening so is there, is there positive steps that could be taken towards changing that perception
1: I think it's just not just being informed and being aware of it, and I think that but that's the that's almost a reflection of the struggle we have in to coffee, right? We're trying to get more people aware of like what makes our coffee so amazing, and what's so special about this. And I think that's also true of like how many women are actually involved as well. That it's the struggle of being like, oh, we just we just should know. So it's yeah. going beyond that, like the person you see on stage and kind of pulling back that so, so
0: Would you be in favor of like having quotas in terms of women competitors, even at national level or something like that? Or? Maybe even um, I think there was talk of having the, the female barista of the year, or that one? Uh, I think that's an, a step backwards.
1: I don't necessarily agree with the quota sort of thing, but I wouldn't mind. you know A, a female barista of the year wouldn't be bad, but I would also then be like, we should have a male barista of the year. Or, rather than elevating one person, it's like, why don't we elevate like a handful of people? These are the people who have done so much work over the past year, so we can recognize more than one. So I think that's always the challenge when it's just one person it's like oh it's good for them and I don't think it's a bad thing to acknowledge those people but no one's acknowledged
0: it's probably one of those things that takes there does I think everybody agrees there needs to be a change um, and if the conversation is happening in many different areas then it's not something that's going to change overnight and maybe it just takes those few years for it to come through so yeah. definitely yeah. a lot of work do. So
1: as, aside from gender though I mean I was having a conversation with someone else that it's beyond gender like women in coffee I also think it's like a, it's a class issue that I'd actually like to see shed light on more than anything else it? in what sense forget pushing women just women for. let's think about you know origin countries where coffee is just being you know they're trying to, they're trying to encourage baristas or I mean you, you've been to places like Malaysia and things like that where they have these burgeoning specialty coffee scenes, and a lot of times there it's the access is not a oh male female thing it's more that like no one can afford to purchase specialty coffee or you can't afford the fanciest recipes yeah. as well and so I think it's you know, I'd like to see more of Last issue.
0: Yeah. Okay, so in how, what does the future hold for Judy Obviously, your the BG stuff is, is taking over and all that stuff. Your uh, your focus, maybe in Los Angeles, will the time be? I,
1: mean, I still get around. Um, I mean, I'll be past chair, but that still doesn't mean I'm still going to be involved on the priesthood camps as past chair. I still get to do a lot of stuff, and I'll probably be working together more with the barista Guild of here.
0: And obviously you're competing next year as well. Then.
1: Totally. I'm going to give you a run for your money.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for uh, joining
1: us. And um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a while. Thanks.